1: Hong Kong is ready to welcome you all again. It's time for all of us to say, Hello Hello. Hong Kong! Hey, welcome back to the show, and what you're hearing is a government of Hong Kong promotional campaign. Uh, it's been dubbed Hello Hong Kong, and it was unveiled late last week. It was a big, splashy event, lots of dancers and uh, lights and everything else. Now, all of this was done because the Hong Kong government, now get this, is offering half a million free airline tickets to visitors willing to travel to the city. It's obviously an effort to reverse the four years of plummeting tourism numbers. We all know uh, the impact, of course, on um, uh, of, of COVID on, on our global economy. But, of course, four years of plummeting tourism numbers, and it's has significant impact on Hong Kong, and of obviously, they want to revive the economy. Now, Hong Kong um, has fully opened up its borders to mainland China as of Monday. The mass ticket handout, now it's not just going to be open to everyone right away, but the tickets that they're giving away will initially as of March 1st be offered to residents living in Southeast Asia. And then it expands to mainland China uh, in April. And then on in May, the rest of the world can apply for those half a million free airline uh, tickets and of course you apply online uh, to three of Hong Kong airlines it's Cathay Pacific HK Express and Hong Kong Airlines uh, and give me let me give you a sense of the numbers here for a second in 2018 so pre-COVID visitor numbers to Hong Kong hit 65 65- Million, 65 million. So next year dropped to 55. So a bit of an impact. But 65 million was the high watermark beyond COVID. Let's remember there were violent clashes there, a crackdown on pro-democracy protesters, all of that. In 2020, the number went down all the way to three and a half million. And last year, last year, the numbers hit just six hundred thousand people. Now, significant uh, shutdown on the economy, of course, and of course, uh, the after effects of the pro-democracy movements. So, 65 million down to 600,000. It is, of course, a global push, not just in Hong Kong, but many other cities in regards to enticing um, consumers back. Joining me now to talk about the recovering tourism industry is Claire Newell. Claire is the president of Travel Best Bets. Claire, thanks for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure, Jeff. Uh, well, I was reading the paper this weekend, and uh, usually the Washington Post doesn't, uh, uh, you know, do too much on travel and tourism. But I, the the headline uh, just was uh, quite interesting. Hong Kong offering five hundred thousand free plane tickets to lure tourists back. Uh, do you know of any other city that's gone to that uh, extent to uh, to uh, invite tourists back to the to their city?
0: Well, not. Quite. I mean, this has been an interesting ploy. They put these into the marketplace uh, about a month ago. So they obviously still have some. That tells you what the demand is at the moment, Jazz, for that destination. And I'm sure with the, um, you know, the, the balloons in the air that people are <laughs> a little more hesitant to go um, to Hong Kong and, of course, mainland China. But this is the only ploy. Over the years, I've heard... So many. And and actually, a lot of the the more interesting and unique things happened during COVID. As the restrictions were starting to be eased, lots of different countries were offering different ploys. There were tax incentives. um, There were um, people offering a third off of any trip that you were going and the governments were subsidizing. These were things that were happening in Europe, but this was an interesting one for sure.
1: Uh, do you see uh, an uptick in Hong Kong soon? And I just use Hong Kong as an example. Cities like Hong Kong are still struggling to to, to entice those um, those customers back. I mean, Hong Kong is an extreme case because of the, the lockdown and the democracy, uh, pro-democracy uh, protests that 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 were part of that city's history, but other um, uh, cities and democracies are still struggling to get those tourists back too. Yeah, they are, um, um,
0: and especially- and. Actually, I feel for the countries, uh, a lot of Asian countries in the, the South Pacific they opened up much later than others so their tourism boards are busy trying to attract people and I know that the South Pacific is actually doing much better than anticipated faster than certain Asian destinations because they're, they're on a lot of people's bucket list, not to say that there is not in Asia as well um, I, we are seeing lots of demand for places like Vietnam and Cambodia, Thailand is coming back, Bali, Indonesia coming Back, um, but it's the places that are maybe on the outskirts that aren't seeing as much demand, and and I feel for some of these places because they really rely on tourism.
1: Uh, and l- let's talk a little bit about um, uh, Vancouverites and British Columbians generally. Uh, it's that time okay. of the year where it's rainy, it's cloudy, and some days you just don't see the sun. A lot of days you don't see the sun, <laughs> and hence the desire to go somewhere sunnier, particularly places like Mexico. now recently we've covered. Uh, the challenges and issues of of violence in Mexico. Have things uh, gotten better there?
0: Yeah, it was a bit of a spark that happened um, the first week of January, but things have definitely subsided. And, you know, I, I still remind people that, you know, with recent violence and unrest in places like Mexico, Peru, Brazil, all starting 2023, there's been issues. Just a reminder to go before you go anywhere or hand over your credit card to go and make sure you're informed and make a decision to protect your personal safety. I advise going like I always have. I sound like a broken record. If you've listened over the years, but travel.gc.ca just to see if there's any travel advisories issued for the country region or destination that you're planning to visit. And I say, go twice to that jazz. I say during the planning stages, and then once again, in the days leading up to your trip. And you can get all sorts of information there. Like, do you need certain vaccinations, like yellow fever? Or is there an ETA, like an electronic travel authorization? Lots of places like New Zealand, Korea. Um, the the UK is starting really soon to have this, where you have to register and put the informa- your information in and pay a fee all online. Um, but also laws, um, customs, there'll also be any... If there's any advisories, that's where it's going to show up. Uh,
1: And uh, in the case of Hong Kong, uh, they are encouraging, obviously, uh, once they open up these free tickets, they're starting in Asia first, and eventually the rest of the world is going to be May 1st. Uh, uh, and it'll most likely, I'm going to assume for Vancouver, it'll be come through, come through Cathay Pacific. But airlines generally, are they attracting back those employees that they laid off? Or are they still struggling to, 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 to attract uh, employees?
0: I think it's a tough challenge um, for staffing. I think they're all trying to recruit. It was kind of one of those perfect storms. There was an aging workforce combined with a whole slew of layoffs and early retirements during the pandemic. So it's made for this perfect storm. So it's not just like crew, but it's pilots. And I think the pilots are the biggest concern to me um, because it's not a quick fix, but um, there was a report done pre COVID about uh, the situation. And it was done by the Canadian council for aviation and aerospace. And it found that a third of operators here in Canada, flight operators, so tour operators, airlines, cited pilots as their biggest skill shortage, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And that same report forecasts that by 2025, which feels like it's just around the corner, like time is just flying by, that the industry would need about 7,300 pilots. Just to give you an idea, they say right now that there's an estimated 15 to 20,000 pilots in the system here in Canada right now, I've heard it's closer to like 15 to 17,000 pilots. That's almost half. We need 7,300 pilots by just 2025, and it's no fast recovery because it takes time to train qualified pilots, and it's expensive. Like I think it's up- upward of $100,000 to become a commercial pilot, and that does not serve well for getting people into the cockpit fast. Mm-hmm. And we've seen we've seen the chaos of what a pilot shortage can be on a very very tiny scale. Sunwing needed sixty temporary foreign worker pilots, and the government did not allow them to, to hire them. They, they thought that they could get them, they couldn't, um, and because of that, we saw that brunt of issues. It was literally cancellations right across the country. It started in the prairies. Um, Manitoba and Saskatchewan. And then it ha- there were some flights out of Moncton, North Bay, Sudbury. Even here in Vancouver, there were four flights that were actually canceled um, because of this. So, if that just is uh, an indication, we saw how many customers were affected and so sad for them. I mean, there were destination weddings that were part of those groups on Sunwing. There were people who had planned, you know, this was their first trip pre COVID or since COVID. And I just, I feel for the staff, I feel for the company, I feel for the clients. It's just a nightmare.
1: Yeah, and, and you gotta remind yourself, it's not like these pilots and air crews can can work overtime. There's a set out amount of hours they're allowed to work by law for their health yeah. and safety. Uh, and uh, and once that's done, you can't just have them work the extra hours like like a lot of workers, that's for sure. No, but,
0: and I, I was reading a headline today, Jazz, that the Europe was trying to push through one pilot in the cockpit. It was risk really quickly turned down. Um, but that's how desperate they are. Um, it's a tough situation and it's worldwide.
1: Well, I hope that p- particular bit of policy, you just mentioned one, one pilot for, uh, for, uh, for a large 747. I don't think that's uh, something I think most, uh, uh, British Columbians and Canadians would be uh, accepting. That's for sure. Thanks for your time. No, no.
0: Thanks so much, Jez.